This episode of Bonfireside Chat is brought to you by Mike Verona. You very kindly donated to our Patreon campaign. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every little bit counts. And because of you and people like you, we are able to buy cool equipment mm-hmm. and we're able to pay for the show because the, the show is free, but it's not you know free to you guys, but not free to make. Yep. And uh, we've been trying to make it sound better and yeah. doing cool stuff like uh, the live show we got coming up for uh, Watch Out for Fireballs. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you don't listen to that, you should listen to that as well as this. And there's stuff in it for you as well. So go check out those rewards. Uh, pick a tier that works for you and the way uh, you live your life financially. And we understand every little bit helps. Yeah. And if you can't do it, thanks anyway. Yeah. You're listening. And that is yeah, really listening. Cool. And that's awesome. And all of you, anyone hearing this is by definition great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Keep shining on, you crazy diamonds. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. Listen here. When do you think this all happened? Long ago. When this very land was called something else. We say Dranglick now, but countless kingdoms have risen and fallen. On this very spot. And this won't be the last. Oh no. That damned hag just can't let her old flame go. She's going to get us all burned. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And my name is Jake Booth. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a cursed favorite. And this week we are talking about the uh, Harvest Valley and the Earthen Peak. Uh, the two great tastes that will make you die together. And as you heard, we are joined once again by Jake Booth, also known as Video Games Talking Head. Hey, Jake, welcome back. Uh, thanks for having me back. I'm, I'm surprised that I've managed to worm my way back in. <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, yeah, no, I was, I was totally on board. And then, uh, you know, I've teased you a lot about your Twitter that will remain nameless. <laughs> um, oh, well, <laughs> now, was... now I have another Twitter uh, purely for video games. No Gundam. <laughs> Yeah, the the public the public Twitter. Yes, uh, the, the public Twitter. I need to hide my uh, private life. Yeah. My shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you uh, you guys uh, probably remember Jake. He does um, for you know for my money my favorite uh, Demon Souls lores lore stuff oh. on YouTube. Um, you know That's he hasn't sweet. done one in quite a while. Well, uh, uh, guess what I was doing right before this <gasps> call. Oh, <laughs> real real spooky. You've got to have me on the show more often. That's the only time I do work. Yeah, <laughs> the, the preparation. So, like, uh, the, you're saying that makes me sound like like it's like someone's gonna get ice cream. Like, it's like telling a dog he's gonna get like somebody wants a ride. <laughs> somebody gonna get a ride. Get a T R E A T. Um, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable being somebody's muse. <laughs> you can do I better, am. Jake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am. If it were, it results in more more videos. So yeah, Jake, Jake does great work on YouTube with that stuff. And uh, he joined us for Demon Souls at the time um, when we were doing that season. Jake was the only person who I knew who was really doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of gotten a little bit bigger now, but yeah, uh, a little bit bigger. Yeah, but still not still not tons. Um, so yeah, well, very happy. That's, to that's be Demon back. Souls in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bigger, yeah. But not, not tons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for having or thanks for coming back. Yeah. Yep. More mm-hmm. than happy to be back. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what did we do last time, Cole? Well, we squashes some spiders in Brightstone Cove, Seldora. Um, I didn't mean to say squashes. That was a typo that I just read out loud. But we killed some <laughs> of those spiders and we're like, hey, where's the poison at? 
So we go back to consult our friend, the Skeleton Lords, and oh boy, do we find it. So many poison areas <laughs> in, the, in this game. It is, a, it is a real poison. And then the DLC is just like, more poison. Yeah, I <laughs> went to the DLC with the poison dagger. I was like, they can't possibly put in more poison after, <laughs> like, Brights go, oh. Yeah. It's like, like, like five different people bringing, like, crackers to the potluck. <laughs> like, yeah. they had the initial production design meeting. Like, okay, we've got the names for these places. And break. And they came back, oh, no, poison. You brought poison, too? I'll bring soda. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to see uh, the next area, which is toxic, and then the third <laughs> DLC, which is toxic and poison. <laughs> toxic and poison. <laughs> and, spoiler, they bring back plague. Yeah. Don't no. give them ideas. <laughs> Love of God. Uh, but man, that, that's an awesome idea for a boss, like a three-headed dragon. One <laughs> one that's poison, one that's toxic, and one that's plague. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're kind of different, but... Uh. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, you need three different items to cure them. In the, in the DLC the inventory management sim um, but yeah so yeah, so we get here through the uh, the Huntsman's Cops which makes sense because that has uh, poison moths and we, we have a good idea where they maybe came from mm-hmm. um, because just beyond that uh, that Cops there's this mountainous desert region, region that is ruled over by Maitha the baneful queen and uh, she lures undead and tricks them kind of into her thrall forcing them to mine poison from uh, outside her windmill tower and extracts the poison upwards into her chamber um, which she uses to make herself "quote unquote" beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, but in fact she is a naga, and <laughs> uh, and she we know that she is in love with uh, the king, um, but uh, he does not love her back, and her hatred, envy, and uh, further poison has twisted her into this monster, this snake lady. Yeah, I love the lore of this area. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty neat. Like I like this the idea of the story, and it kind of, not so much like this area so much as like Earth and Peak because yeah. Harvest Valley is really like a a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even aesthetically, like I love that uh, that that uh, skyline that you walk out towards. Like, oh, it's, yeah. uh, again, yeah. it, it's they're introducing this new color palette to it, and just <clears throat> it's kind of metal looking up at that crazy wind, windmill. Yeah, I've got a big thing for like a having like an oppressive tower or something in the dif- distance you can like see and work towards. Mm-hmm. A- any game that has that is a okay in my book. Yeah. I definitely enjoy that. It's not quite like steampunk. It's more like stone and canvas punk. I don't know. Windmill punk. Yeah, windmill punk. There yeah. we go. <laughs> breeze, it's breeze punk. Yeah, breeze, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, breeze punk. Um, and the, the path up here is littered with skeletons, yep. including my favorite skeleton, which is uh, the skeleton who has his ear up against the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, like people, there's a, that's a really great place for soapstone messages. Like a lot of like, listen carefully, therefore skeleton and like, <laughs> yeah. listen carefully, therefore death. <laughs> so, I like that guy a lot. Mm. And, skeleton uh, ergo, butt hole. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Or um, if Dark Souls 2 did anything right, it's the, uh, the messages. <laughs> I like, I like the gestures too. Like as far as unqualified wins, I'm giving it new game mm-hmm. plus gestures and messages are, are, are unqualified wins. Gestures And then too. several. Yeah. Yeah. Gestures and gestures, yes, and <laughs> yeah. and uh, pick up games of gestures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, uh, um, but yeah, the uh, uh, and then several qualified wins. But those things I think are awesome uh, yep. improvements. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's a bonfire here, which you get to, <laughs> um, which like so. This is something I thought of when I was replaying it for the show. You know, the um, we talked about how uh, bonfire teleportation um, was potentially implemented a little bit later. Mm-hmm in the cycle mm-hmm. you know another thing that supports that is this like trick ladder that uh or like this half ladder that brings you here yeah 
Because I had a moment, like, when I fell off that ladder, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm trapped over here. Mm-hmm. But you're not because there's a bonfire and you're never trapped in, <laughs> in Dark Souls 2. But, like, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, so, like, why even have those ladders if you're not going to – if you're going to have teleporting bonfires? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I never thought of that, but, like, you've also got the uh, the descent into the saints, uh, the t- grave of saints or whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that is right. Like, that's probably yeah. – yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. But it makes me – because we, we talked about um, in the Huntsman's Cops episode the, the the tree shortcut yeah that was there that was probably mm. implemented before the teleporting bonfires. And that makes me think this branch was probably one of the first ones developed. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, it has so much evidence of uh, that coming in later. Yeah. Of like these weird re- retrofits. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Come here and I learned so much. <laughs> it's only been five minutes. <laughs> But this uh, this bonfire, it's a it's a it's a real uh, harsh introduction to what this area, uh, uh, you know, this pair of areas is going to be about. Not only is it poison, but it is sticky liquid poison that uh, keeps accumulating after you run through it. Yeah, you don't want to roll through it. No, like your your poison ac- uh, accumulation will vary depending on how much of your body is covered with poison, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Like if you roll through it, you're going to get poisoned very quickly. Yeah, I, I definitely made that mistake thinking. Oh, it's just like the Valley of the Fallen or whatever. I can just roll through it and it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And interestingly, um, we'll talk about uh, what happens with the poison here. But I just found this out uh, running through it again because I was bonfire setting to do some of the stuff again and fight the bosses again. Um, is that This poison pool is connected to all the other poison pools. Mm-hmm. So if you uh, once you do the trigger thing that we'll talk about later, this poison pool disappears. Oh, really? Which I was just kind of like, oh, huh. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. this this uh, this poison pool and then a poison pool later in, uh, in the very beginning of Earth and Peak will disappear. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised to find. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls uh, Two has definitely got a lot of like little things in it that like really make me impressed. Mm-hmm. Like like yeah, that, the, like the disappearing poison, like even outside of the boss room. Mm-hmm. And it would almost make more sense if it didn't have that teleporting. Like I'm I'm fine with the teleporting bonfires. I'm not bagging on it, but. Some of the little things like that you find through backtracking, which you have less reason to do with the yeah. teleporting bonfire. So, like, the uh, some of that stuff is definitely hidden. So, it, it, in uh, on the plus side, like, I'm still discovering new things mm-hmm. as I play, which is crazy. Um, but on the minus side, like, a, a lot of them are going to fly under people's radars. Yeah. It's not a, a replacement for the world fitting together as neatly as it does in Dark Souls 1 uh, in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, it's not one-to-one, uh, you know, in quality as far as... I'm concerned. However, the limited scope that you have, the limited ability that you have to impact the world is it, it is rewarding in its way. Yeah. Uh, so you so you roll up on some soapstone signs that are referring to Great View, and they're either talking about the uh, <sighs> the skyline or Cloanne. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's a female NPC in Dark Souls too, so you know yeah. what that means. Yeah. Woman, therefore liar. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Some, somebody hurt you bad, Dark Souls 2 player. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you poor little pup. Quit being such a goddamn idiot. <laughs> like, you know, like, ugh. Oh, like, what, what, a, what an inappropriate medium to take out. I remember hearing um, uh, uh, 99 Problems uh-huh. uh, for the first time and being like, man, somebody hurt Jay-Z bad. <laughs> and like that that seems like a more appropriate medium to take out your your juvenile aggression than like a dark soul soapstone message like just like what what is a good way to express my grand views about an entire gender here we go <laughs> well you know t- 2014 it's all about microcasting you're yeah. not going to hit as many people but you're going to hit somebody who's going to go hell yeah brother high five yeah it is Probably. like the like soapstone messages are like the twitter of the dark souls world <laughs> oh no dark souls twitter 
Yeah. <laughs> don't don't yeah. even get me started on that because I'm going to become addicted to that. Like I became addicted to regular Twitter. <laughs> and then there'll never be a new episode. <laughs> well, well, now you just had like you just gave me the idea to as things happen wherever I am in Dark Souls, just write it down the best I can. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know what the equivalent like the Dark Souls equivalent of saying great sandwiches, but. Like, can, can we start this movement? Can we can we can we bring oh, more that, noise to this signal? Do like a tweet, like play by play of Dark Souls two using unlike post on Twitter, like just messages of like that you would write down the slope stone, just see if people can follow along. Like that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, or or vice versa. Like if there was a portable Dark Souls, like if it was like Dark Souls for Vita, just go about your day, you know, live tweeting it, but just do it in the game. Like never leave a certain you know throne room. Like you don't actually have to move in the game. You're just using soapstone messages to to chronicle your adventures. Or in a patch, they can just make it so that every time you leave a soapstone message, it automatically tweets for you. Hashtag Dark Souls Two, loving it. I'm, I'm surprised that that hasn't <laughs> they haven't actually done that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they haven't done that. Yeah, me too. All joking aside, <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, Chloe-Anne Yeah, real quick. Yep. So she continues the uh, the thesis, um, or at least the trend that you see of people who come to Dranglick only to forget very important information about themselves. She is a uh, she is a a stone vendor, and you know she's here because of the mine you know situation, mm-hmm. and just she's made this you know kind of cottage industry about you know of of selling upgrade materials to uh, to adventurers who are coming and going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and we we find out you know if you t- exhaust her dialogue, she goes back to Majula. Um, she is the daughter of Alenagrast, mm-hmm. even though, you know, they never reunite or anything like that, um, which is dumb. <laughs> and they they <laughs> yeah. never make any ref- reference to it. Um, but she's super useful. Like, it is a good reason to u- go down this spoke as soon as you can, just because uh, having her there, even just having somebody who can sell you an additional 10 large Titanite shards mm-hmm. can make a big difference. And then she gets better as the game goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah eventually yeah, selling, like selling unlimited chunks. Fire aesthetics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, that, that's such a huge missed opportunity for tragedy, too, because if, if they could have made it incredibly one way, like, you know, Lenegrass says, oh, my daughter's back. And then she and says, she this old remember. man, this old man thinks he's my dad. What the hell? Yep. And so it's sad both way, uh, both ways. Either, you know, he's obsessed with his daughter who, you know, who went off and, you know, died because she wouldn't settle down or she just forgets her, her daddy. Right, yeah. right. And that mm-hmm. they could almost have done that um, super subtly, except that they do. I think they do make some kind of reference, or do they? I, maybe they don't. Maybe they never say anything about it. So maybe the idea is they've both forgotten. Oh, like Leningrass knows he has a, a daughter, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. You know, doesn't realize this is her because he doesn't remember the finer details. Yeah, like I think that there need to be a little bit more connecting that dot if that was the idea. Yeah, and that is a cool idea. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, I don't know if that's necessarily what they're going for. Yeah. So, uh, so you you pass her by, and there's a big, huge trench of poison mist, um, and you you're introduced to one of the you know cooler visual looking enemies, visual looking, um, <laughs> yeah, not visual sounding um, enemies, the uh, mounted overseer, which uh, these guys aren't you know great shakes gameplay wise, but they look really cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like their uh, just like the whole theme of the enemy, like the shooting dark magic and stuff, and like the the guy who's like perched on top of them, so he's not in the like poison cloud. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very yep. cool. Yep, and you you think about like uh, we know that this poison, you know, prolonged exposure has kind of monsterizing effects. <laughs> you know, so it makes you you wonder if these things were kind of raised in the poison. Pleasing taste, some monsterism. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah. You know, they, they were raised in the mist and then, uh, you know, they, and that's why they're these brutes. Um, pretty neat idea. Whereas the overseers themselves, they just adopted the mist. Yeah. <laughs> and well, the, uh, tell me about the, Mitha. Why does she wear the mask? <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the and the the thing about these guys, gameplay wise, is that they they shoot these incredibly powerful dark orbs, but they have no vertical tracking. So like they just can't shoot up. Um, they never got to that lesson. Yeah, which in, is uh, slave school. It feels like they should have tested that out to me. Yeah, well, like they put it. Uh, there's that part later in the level where like you're elevated above them, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when you're when you're heading into the uh, the earthen peak itself, right? And it's like, did they not test this? Like anyone would just shoot them with an arrow or something. Like, yeah. well, they they even give you they give you uh, ten hexing urns mm-hmm. at that mm. point because they want you to, they want you to. I think these guys might be a little bit too hard if they could shoot up at you. Yeah, so they'd have to like scale down the damage a little bit because I've only been one shot by those things. Yeah, I've never tanked one of the hits um, mm. from them. Yeah, incredibly so. incredibly difficult. Um, do they have close range attacks? I've actually never tried to engage them on their own uh, level. Uh, yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure that they do. It might just be their, like, I'm always too close to them, so they maybe their, um, orb attack actually counts as a close range attack. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, probably I later where you have a trick one into doing a thing. So, and breaking down a wall. Yeah. And a little bit later in this section. So, that's where he's close range attacked, but I was so close that I didn't get a, you know, I didn't have, like, a good view of it, so I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah. I love the, uh, the design of these guys. They kind of have the, the, the rags over their faces a little bit. Mm-hmm. The, the, by, by, by which I mean the big guys. Uh, yeah. the, the little guys, I think, have masks on as well. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the cover up their neck seam where their heads have fallen off, which is the, <laughs> the ultimate effect of the poison. <laughs> you stay alive, but your head falls off. Look at the Might Be Giant song. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, there's some stuffs kind of scattered around in the mist here, and you're going to want to take these guys out just because they will uh, wreck your shit if you don't. However, and there's not really much of, of use like laying out visible. Most of it's off inside these caves. It's a, you know, mm-hmm. just this was where I got really acquainted with the faded souls. It's kind of like as 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 a you know schmuck bait. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes mm-hmm. they're next to, to good stuff. Yeah, so. Um, there, most importantly, there's this little cave here where you can find um, a fire seed, a divine blessing, a raw stone, um, a fragrant branch of yore, which is <laughs> awesome. Um, and then also the Gavlin relocates yeah. here um, if you talk to him at the, the doors of Pharos. Yeah. So, or you need to talk to him here rather to make him go to doors of Pharos. This is his second location. <clears throat> yeah. He just, so it's it's kind of backward for this. He went here first, but then he had to go to the doors of Pharos because Gavlin heal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's where that's where Gavlin lives. That's Gavlin <laughs> home. Um, but yeah, I was I was so happy when I, I saw him show up a second time because mm-hmm. I could have swore I thought he was just gone, gone. Yeah, like oh, I had one chance to sell shit, and uh, not the case. Wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this whole thing leads into like leads into a pretty tough spot that I had some trouble with. Did you, Jake, taking these uh, taking these guys out before you get into the mines proper? Um, yeah, I remember, like, spending a lot of time in the valley. <laughs> like, I guess I'm just not very good at this game. But, uh, they, they do so much damage that it's sort of, like, I just ended up getting one shot no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. In this box canyon, they give you they give you access to a sniper spot, which puts you, which puts you above. However, I 
tended to get ganged up on by these uh, prisoners up here. The lemmies. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> lemmies because of their sideburns? Well, they look like uh, Lemmy. Lemmy. Like, uh, yeah, Lemmy the uh, rock man. <laughs> the um, rock and roll guy. Or like Riff Raff from uh, Rocky Horror, <laughs> as I mentioned before. <laughs> Which I think is your... I think that is your go-to visual reference for any person. You might have face blindness, except no, they totally like. I yeah. I will photo. I will put one together. Okay, I will do one of those combo JPEGs because they look like a riffraff. They're all balding with stringy long hair, and they're all gaunt, and they sing really well. <laughs> uh, Maybe riffraff did the uh, mocap for like half the enemies in the game. <laughs> yeah. It's fading souls. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but, like really, these guys are just about it. It's like the, the the only real the only real trick, you know, the only new enemies that this that this introduces are these guys, and then those Hammer Brothers a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Hammer Brothers. Well, there's also the Mushroom Men, the or the Beatles. Oh yeah, yeah. Too. Didn't we see a couple of oh. those down in the down in the gutter? Yeah, yeah, around the yeah. Uh, around the crazy uh, healing. Oh, around the spider, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, you get you get through this area, and you get into another tough area, this area with the pits and the towers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which like this area isn't too bad, but it's kind of got like a nice gimmick where you can go into these pits, and you have to run blind because the thing we didn't talk about this fog is that it you know occludes your vision mm-hmm. um, quite a bit. So usually there'll be items or soapstone things to kind of guide you yeah and get some items and get out but you're going to get poisoned and uh the you know super dark souls 2 pro tip then most people already know this but (laughs) rather than carrying around like a thousand poison mosses just eat two healing crystals yeah anytime you get poisoned and you'll be fine yeah and uh, i almost always have 99 of those anyway because whenever i have leftover souls from leveling up i just buy as many as i can Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, you can get through all poison that way yeah. Another pro tip was specifically for dealing with this area. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Once you're poisoned, poison doesn't accumulate. So uh, you don't just want to like pop um, your healing mosses as you're going around. Wait till you're out and then use those to uh, to get your uh, poison accumulation down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you if you take them while you're inside the mist, it's it's worthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but there's just kind of some items uh, down there, mm-hmm. and then. Um, the kind of the the two, you know, features of this area is one. There's like a little puzzle place where there's one of the um, undead uh, overseers guarding a uh, a place where you they have to bash open a wall to get behind it. There's a wooden wall, and you have to trick them into smashing it down. Um, and you get some decent treasure back there. Um, I think that's where the old halberd is. Uh, yeah, and I, I think like the old shield as well. Yeah, the old yeah. shield that they have like the kind of like Mayan design on them. They're kind of cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they look nice. Although uh, it took me like an hour to get him to smash it down. I'm, re- I'm really bad with anything in that game that's like, oh, get the enemy to do something for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's also because um, the, the camera doesn't isn't your friend when you're doing that either. Because they're so mm. big, it's really hard to focus on them and see their, their moves that are being telegraphed. Yeah, um, when they're that close to you, it's such tight quarters too. I, I, I w- I've never trusted myself to get around it effectively mm-hmm. to, to you know to trick him into doing that. Yeah, what, what I ended up doing was just not targeting him and then, like, standing in front of it and, like, just rolling in between, like, like I guess adjacent to the uh, the wall that I needed to break down. And then, like, eventually it would work. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's, that's my Dark Souls 2 pro tip. <laughs> eventually it works. Shoot the door <laughs> until it dies. All it takes is pressure in time. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, but then this uh, this ambush spot. Holy shit! Is, yeah, this is one of the harder like set pieces of the game, I think. Yeah, I thought this mm. was mandatory the first time I played through. <laughs> well, I guess um, Vadi made a reference to it and said that in the um, or maybe EMB, um, yeah, uh, in when he did this area in his let's play or whatever, he um, said that in the original version of this, this was a thousand times harder. Like there were way more <laughs> oh, of them, and it was, you know, like there was you know twice as many. Uh, artificial undead. Yeah. Well, we should we should we should say what it is. It's another one of those one one way hallways uh, yep. that because you can't uh, step uh, over anything that's above knee level. And uh, inside, <laughs> it's like this kind of like honeycombed area, uh, honeycomb big, and it's filled with artificial undead, which are incredibly resilient. Also, they attack quite quickly because they dual wield, and there are four of them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I found this level, like, this part of the level really, really challenging. I ended up having to, like, kite them up to, like, the top of it, then jump down, and, like, one of them would jump down, and, you know, they, like, don't immediately start attacking, take a hit, run back up. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's very tough with melee. Um, Like, with my Mm -hmm. my hex caster, it was not too bad. Yeah. Um, But with any kind of, anytime I've done, like, a melee build, I have to spend a lot of time kind of kiting these guys around. I've also done, like, a real, like, Benny Benny Hill, like, (laughs) run around, get all the treasure without getting, just being chased by all these buxom shirtless um, (laughs) artificial undead. And uh, and that works, too. You You can do that. Yeah. Like, you know, I think that this is really hard because they never really advertise that alluring skulls are a thing. Yeah. Like, like those can buy you some time. Well, I didn't think they worked on artificial undead. I feel like I tried that last time I was here, and it didn't. It didn't work on these guys. It worked for me, although that might just be like confirmation bias, or it could have been a fluke. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, just like that. That and urine. I think you know. I think I used urine, actually. And it might be urine might work, whereas uh, their yeah. alluring scrawl might not, because I'm I'm pretty sure I did the alluring scrawl uh, yesterday. Okay. And it yeah. didn't work, but I, I mean, I could be wrong. Before anybody mm-hmm. like takes up pitchforks, but like, <laughs> yeah. I could be wrong about that. But I'm pretty sure that I did. Yeah. And I could be uh, concatenating uh, both alluring skull and urine. So, mm. yeah, yeah. You guys are way more like strategic than I. Am. I just hit stuff with a big stick. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> well, well that, that's that. That's my inclination. It's just a like, like <laughs> once I once you know like after I beat Dark Souls two and I was going through and doing cleanup on the the executioner's chariot, which I was just banging my head against. And Gary said something like, "Oh, just use alluring skulls." I'm like, oh, okay. Boo. <laughs> All of a sudden, like every situation that requires crowd control, I just immediately jump to that. Every, you know, when <laughs> just you know, every every uh, hammers and skulls and nails, I put it together. You have the parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll have to try that myself. Yeah, it's a good item. Will I become a convert? <laughs> yeah, the learning skulls for just for that fight. Even though we're not talking about that area, mm-hmm. um, almost become necessary in New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. Like my DLC character, I'm trying to outfit him with good equipment just yeah. so I can. Since the the last DLC was so challenging, and uh, uh, I wanted to get the Claranthe ring plus two, so I, I went to the Executioner's Chariot, and it's so much harder. <laughs> like be, <laughs> oh. just because the stamina damage that the um, uh, skeletons do, like it's just very easy to break through your shield while you're you're guarding in the alcoves. So. Can we take a moment and talk about how disappointing it is that skeletons don't really show up anywhere else? Hmm. I'm trying to I think. I mean, Huntsman's Cops and then here. Rest in peace, skeleton. skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Like, you would think that the uh, the crypt would be lousy with them, but it's really not. Yeah, just lemmies. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, all the things inside the crypt have skeletons inside them. <laughs> well, <So>. I mean, <laughs> cool. If we're going to broaden. 
Yeah, so in real, the game is full of skeletons. Yeah. Everything is full of skeletons. <laughs> if you're not careful, um, the one inside of you will break yep. free. <laughs> yep. Every time you smile, it's looking out on the world and surveying all it sees. <laughs> yeah. Watching and waiting. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I pooped us. Let's yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, some of, some of the loot you get in this area is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, especially, uh, you get quite a few spices, mm-hmm. which like, I haven't done a build, but that's a real viable build thing because there's some buffs that don't scale with your stat, mm-hmm. but you need kind of high stat requirements to use. So I guess I haven't done it, but I've, I've read online that that's actually a pretty viable thing. Yeah. Kind of spice c- your way down into some stats or yeah. some buffs. I could see that specifically if you're looking for a particular soul level, mm-hmm. you know, like there's some, you know sorceries or hexes that require just like maybe four more points than I'm willing to invest in intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that, 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 that would be pretty cool. It's, it, it's really just for spells that, uh, that, that, that have a uh, different, you know, intelligence and faith requirements, right. Just to lower those. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're a dummy like me and don't have any, uh, intelligence points at all, you, yeah. you can finally <laughs> use those magic spells you've been waiting for. Well, it's, it's wonderful for spells that don't, uh, don't have like, they have a binary effect. Like things like um, light or like repair, yeah, it's super mm. useful for. Uh, just because you know it doesn't matter how smart I am, as long as I can cast it, it does its job. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go through that. And one thing we should note is this area and all these pits are totally optional. Like this is all just side adventure bait. Like you can you can literally just go from the bonfire, uh, which we didn't mention, um, after the the door and the the uh, box canyon, mm-hmm. and just go immediately to the next uh, valley. Yeah. Full poison. Also, strangely enough, only one pit in this area, I believe, and it's not even under it's not even under poison is uh, is is bottomless. Like you think, oh, yeah. okay, this 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 area filled with poison is going to just be full of instant death drops. Not the case. Yeah, mercifully. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, I, th- so I think that that's the one next to the uh, the fragrant branch, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the um, and there's a, a crystal lizard there. <laughs> too near that one that is difficult to get without a ranged weapon and tries to tempt you into jumping into a pit <laughs> I, um, I don't think i've gotten any of the crystal lizards <laughs> in this game they're placed just <laughs> so yeah, ter- uh, terribly familiar yeah, yeah they're, they're really hard to get um yeah without without like a bow like a bow will mm. make it okay no bow make it no okay drops aside there is one last trench that you go to and this is where we get formally acquainted with the uh the hammer guys mm-hmm. <laughs> you know those yeah. hammer guys yeah yeah, yeah, they, they've got a like a pleasing. Or I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm just making dumb <laughs> Super Nintendo jokes. Oh. <laughs> no one gets those. <laughs> Super Nintendo is hot right now. I, I it might be better that you that whatever you're going to say because I was going to say they have a, a hilarious and pleasing torso shape. <laughs> like I like well, how they look like like Tor Johnsons, like just greasy, like greasy yeah. chubby bald guys. <laughs> Tors Johnson. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, at least those other ones get to break oh, yeah, through the right. wall. If these guys tried, they wouldn't be able to. I was just trying to think. Like, yeah. oh, do they? What deep oh, cuts? Right. No, they do. <laughs> <laughs> it's my, my completely like worthless yeah. uh, observation. These guys, uh, like, yes, they, that uh, was correct. They, they can wreck you, wreck you up real good, and you pretty much exclusively fight them on narrow walkways, at least here. So if if you're tr- if you're not directly taking out <laughs> the uh, the undead overseers uh, in, in this area. They can't really hit you. However, if you fall off, you are in for some pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah. like, what, three of them down there and it's full of poison? It's mm-hmm. pretty yeah. much pain. Yeah. 
And, I, and the I hammer think... bro guys as well, like, I think that's the only time in the game I've encountered the shockwaves phenomenon, <laughs> where it's like, no, I didn't get hit by that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there, what is that? Um, the the knights in um, the Royal Forest and uh, the DLC of the first game mm-hmm. had the shockwaves as well. Mm-hmm. With, with their attack like it's it's interesting it doesn't come up a lot but it it is definitely there is that just where um, the hitbox is bigger than it looks like their geometry would you know there's a visual effect indicate? too okay it's not just like bad uh bad hitboxing which does happen yeah. in dark souls too but this yeah. is like um like a white kind of aura around yeah where they hit yeah um, and the, the, like the, the, these are one of the handful of enemies uh that will prime an attack and then chase after you Oh, the, yeah. uh, the the old knights oh, and yeah. I, th- I think a couple of the a couple of the germ depending on which weapon they are will just comically run after you with their weapons primed, <laughs> which I'm glad they put in. Like if you're gonna have a big hammer uh, enemy, if it doesn't run after you with a big hammer behind it, it's not really a hammer enemy. <laughs> and then two well, and they're, they're too in. predictable if they don't do that. Like yep. you're just oh it raised the hammer I'm gonna dodge, and mm-hmm. then this one runs after you instead. Yeah, you know, so it uh, it you know it works pretty well. It's it's similar to the uh, the knights that fall backwards, like it's countering yeah, you know, evasion mechanics from Dark Souls one. It just puts you immediately on the on the defensive and in, in, in ways that you don't automatically go towards with other enemies. Yeah. yeah, um, luckily these guys have very little poise. Yeah, which uh, as a man of carriage, I can say is is true <laughs> um, of most uh, men with with my torso and these guys' torso. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can you can stunlock them if you have any kind of decent weapon. Fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a little, um, there's this kind of area inside with some poison pots um, that go before we go into uh, Earth and Peak proper. Um, but we can also make a little side journey to the left <laughs> and uh, go down and get some fan service. Yeah. Um, I oh, missed. Yeah. So, so this, you're, you're talking about the uh, eroded, uh, the eroded statue that gets you into the heirs of the sun covenant. I missed this on my first playthrough. People were talking mm-hmm. about where it was and I just, I never found it. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah. I, I managed to find this. Like I was very happy about it. it, it stumbling upon like something like that. It, it's a special feeling, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's, so, it's something so fan servicey. Yeah. It, I, I think that's what, I mean, that's more or less what I think it is there for. Um, but it is, it is really pleasant. And like dark soul, like memes are, you know, memes are memes and memes suck, but dark souls is great. And dark souls memes are therefore a little bit better than regular memes. <laughs> so I can handle some praise the sun, sun, uh, memes from time to time. And, uh, and this area is full of them and, uh, I can yeah. get into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, like the, the, the statue doesn't even really stick out that much at all. Um, and I, I like how this alludes to the, you know, to the passage of time, just the idea that there's this, the, the, this very dim remaining ember of, you know, what used to be the church of the land and, uh, yeah. people who are kind of still carrying this out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, the, 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 what is it? The sun sword. Where do you get that? Um, you get that as a covenant reward. Ah, okay. Yeah. From, from this covenant. I haven't spent any time in this covenant really. Um, but, uh, I've been helped out by many a sun bro. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, went, I went. I went to it by default just because I have, you know, just on my character right now. I wanted to go after the just do the boss fights a little bit more, learn their patterns mm-hmm. a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, co-oping is a great way to do that with no consequence. Um, so I, I, I made myself into an heir of the sun just, uh, just because, you know, mm-hmm. might as well gain something for it. Yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so there's no boss to this area. Um, there kind of is, but it's really, for some reason, it's the precipice of the next area. Yeah. Or the, uh, mm. the entryway. 
Um, but we get into Earth and Peak proper. We get the title card, and we're inside this kind of you know rocky structure that's past those those pits we passed up. And uh, there's it's kind of interesting. There's two uh, two ways to get in. Um, the way on the right, which goes down this like poison pit, and there's a, a path that's hidden under it. Yeah. You can head down and grab a, a, a SS flashcard. And if you wanted to, you can trade a Pharaoh's Lockstone for a Poison Bite Ring, yeah. which, you know, not a bad move in this area. You could have used it a bit earlier. <laughs> it's a little late. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind of after the fact. Well, depending on uh, and how this, this boss goes for you. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, spoilers, mm-hmm. like, I fought this boss without the secret the first time <laughs> and, uh, and you know, used that Poison Bite Ring and every single Radiant Life gem in the game <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to, to get through that. So, Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, the... <laughs> Just the, just a big old room full of these poison horn beetles, there mm-hmm. as well. Um, I really the, the the design on these guys upsets me. Yeah, both kind of the, <laughs> the, the 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 mushroom type form that they have, the fact that it appears to be some kind of malignant growth and it's covered in holes, and that they're almost always encountered together. Uh, it makes more sense for them to be here than where you find them elsewhere, or you know, especially later on, uh, just because like there's some question about whether or not they were made poison by the environment, which I believe to be the case or if uh you know they happen to come from here and spread it around well it, different ones have different elemental affinities i think yeah i think the ones you find in shrine of amana do corrosion yes um again don't crucify me if i'm wrong internet but i think that's true um i fought one of them and had my second dragon ring break out of nowhere um and these ones are definitely poison but yeah. i was talking with with jake a little bit before um before we got on in the in the green room, so to speak. And one of the most frustrating <laughs> things about being a, a Dark Souls 2 lorester is that enemy placement thing. Like, it makes it hard to draw connections where enemies... And that, that's, that comes up in a big, bad way a little bit later in this area. But, like, why certain enemies are in certain areas. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels mm-hmm. gamey as opposed to, like, lending itself to the lore. Yeah. And these guys make perfect sense being here. But when they show up later, it's like, well, you know, my instinct is to try to figure out why they're here. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's re- I, there might not be an answer for that, and that's a little bit unsatisfying. Yeah, like the because of the way Dark Souls One and Demon Souls, to a certain extent, you know, trained us to assume that there's intentionality. I think we're drawing a lot of false positives. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. Yeah. yeah, and and when people you know complain about the the lore of Dark Souls Two, which like you know is possibly not as strong as Dark Souls One or Demon Souls, um, this is a big thing of what they're picking up on. You know, like it is it is good in its own right. It is interesting. There are interesting stories being told. It's just on the whole, not as cohesive. Right. You know, so like it does. It becomes a little frustrating to me when people are just like, well, fuck this whole thing. No, it's it's mm. actually if you if you look at for what it is, it's great. It's just not as great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, like we can't. I, I think like as well, like even, even though that's definitely a thing, like especially earlier in the level, like that, uh, that sort of area where you uh you drop down and like get ambushed like that's so so video gamey and it's like you know why are there so many people just hanging around here like just to trap you obviously but like in a lot of ways you know people said demon souls had crap law compared to dark souls and like you know then obviously i proved them wrong right but like <laughs> you know there's definitely um some interesting stuff in in dark souls too yeah just enemy placement is not one of them <laughs> I, th- I think it's a trap that that, that that video game fans you know fall into and i only say that because that's the community that i know which is they think that if if something isn't great for the same reasons as something that came before it 
then it has to be inferior, right? They they want they want Dark Souls two to be great for the same reasons that Dark Souls one is. When in fact, I think that that just would make it you know more of the same thing, right? Mm. Yeah. Like I, I I would prefer that this that 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 they find a new way to delight and surprise, not just a new way, but just kind of like new avenues to mm-hmm. you know to like to, to to play against. Yeah, I th- I think so too, and I also I can appreciate a wide range of experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, as 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 a as a person, like there are things, you know, I like all kinds of games. I understand that kind of disappointment. And it some of the things definitely disappoint me, like the lack of the connected world and, and this enemy stuff, like mm-hmm. is disappointing, but it's also, you know, know life's too short for that shit, man. <laughs> yeah. like but somebody was on when was on Twitter and it was like, I, I can't I don't understand how anyone likes Dark Souls too. And then someone was like, You should listen to Bonfireside Chat. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, Huh. You know, and it was just like, well, I don't know if we're doing necessarily a good job of arguing the case for Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. That's not really what we're trying to do. But it definitely, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know where I was going with that. I just, I don't yeah. relate to the idea of somebody getting so mad at, at this because it's not exactly what you expected. That seems yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. And, you know, something this area, you know, this this uh, path, and I think Seldora did this to, you know, uh, uh, to a great extent as well, is, you know, like, the, like there are a lot of, like, smaller, more personal stories in, 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 in this game than in the previous one, right? The previous was, you know, talking about a pantheon of gods, whereas this is, like, a pantheon of very human rulers who are corrupted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, so, that, that, that is, that's an interesting point. And, like, I think, I mean, it does both. Kind of like there is some big stories and there are definitely small stories in Dark Souls one, but the the macro story you're not dealing with, you know, like you said, you're not dealing with gods. The gods in this game are actually so, um, you know, tertiary as to be just names on that ring. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they get referenced and there's a couple of them that are related to covenants, but they're not the point. Yeah. It's just a place where all the surplus wise go to live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, there's a rant. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about this vestibule before the, uh, the next boss. Yeah. Oh, yes. Poison pots. Yeah. Who sounds yeah, the, the Iron best Man. Part of the game. <laughs> What's that? They're the best part of the game next to the other curse pots. Really. <laughs> Second best pot. Yeah. <laughs> is is yeah. this just Mitha's like, you know, weekend store? <laughs> yeah. I imagine she has to like store up for the winter, like a squirrel. Oh yeah. You know, like if the, if the poison doesn't, you know, doesn't flow in the winter. Just get, it comes here and drinks. Yeah, these guys. <laughs> the um, so there's some more Hammer Brothers and more um, uh, Beatles, and then there's that little leap. Yeah. to get to that second room, and that took me so many fucking tries. <laughs> I like this is the first time I've heard you can actually do it. I thought they were just like shitting with me. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 trick is you don't want to leap. You just want to do a roll. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. And it's like a neat little diversion. There's like some mid-level group down or some mid-level loot down there. And also, I believe your first like actual arrow plate trap. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Um, and first and, time you're into mannequins. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mannequins <laughs> and then mannequin, too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man, these the, the, these mannequins, I, 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 the, there's a huge disparity between how kind of menacing they look. Like they cut a pretty strange silhouette. Right. The fact that they're headless, that they've got these claws kind of extending out of their forearms and they're kind of like hunched over like they they look like Silent Hill villains, but they're just so easy. Yeah. 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 I think maybe maybe uh, like some of it is like hyping us up from like the trailer where we are like, oh, man, they're going to be so menacing. But then it's like, uh, (laughs) and they got that derpy mask. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're hard if you can't block. 
Like, mm. uh, if you're not, if you're doing shieldless, um, they can stun lock you really easily. And uh, they attack very quickly. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, and, and also, you pretty much never encounter one alone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the lore behind these guys, too. You know, Mytha, uh, she, you know, when she was human and not bound to her poison pit, uh, she she traveled uh, afar and she actually brought back this weird act of like this art of puppet mancy, for, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. And uh, uh, and yeah, these are just kind of like uh, their constructs. She built them. And then once she lost her head, she got so angry that she took off all of theirs as well. Yeah, that's, that's like one of the few things in Dark Souls 2 that's like really interested me is the lore with like the mannequins of Mytha with like how it's how it relates to the uh, King Vendrick and the golems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, you know, it's it's this sort of, you know, she was pining after him and like maybe as a result of that, like that's why she's learned this not quite golem mancy, but mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that we were that. <laughs> we're going to talk about, like, or I want to talk about in this episode, when we talk about Mytha, and then a little bit in the next episode, is because of proximity, everybody assumes that the king that Mytha was attracted to was uh, the old Iron King. Mm-hmm. But there's actually like a lot of different options. Yeah. Um, uh, Dave Klein in his video um, has a little note where it might have been the uh, the Prince of a- uh, Elkin, Aiken, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the Belfry Soul there, you know, because princes do turn into kings. Mm-hmm. at some point um and that has close proximity and i didn't even think about that vendrick connection but that's really interesting because uh they do both have that um you know like like that uh that golem creation mm-hmm. thing like there there is a definitely i don't know what that that connection is but that's interesting yeah the idea of her because there are also connections between the old iron king's kingdom and uh and vendrick's uh kingdom like the uh the alone knights show up mm-hmm. in dreng lake um which again we're probably finding false positives because of you know, enemy placement yeah. uh, things. But um, so Gilligan, when you talk to him, like his, we'll, you know, we'll talk about him later, but there's evidence that uh, the, like these kingdoms, Alon and whatever Mytha rolled over actually predated uh, Vendrick's rule and, um, mm-hmm. and, and Drang Lake proper, like Drang Lake now, you know, at, as a, you know, as this great Roman empire that spans this whole continent, you know, subsumed a lot of like what these old uh, principalities were. Right. I know he says it was a long time ago, but does he specifically say it was pre-Drang Lake? Yeah. He says oh. it's called it's called Drang Lake now, but it used to be, uh, I think he said, two kingdoms. Like, there, 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 are, there are several allusions, especially in uh, item descriptions and soul descriptions, to the two kingdoms. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that that, that, that to me uh, rolls out Vendrick. However, I do enjoy, you know, the notion of like this kind of concurrent evolution that apparently all these all these places, once they get to a certain point on the tech tree and their rulers lose their mind enough, they just start developing artificial life. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the covetous demon. Yeah, I like the covetous demon fight because it's real, real easy. <laughs> it's funny too; like it's a hilarious fight. Yeah, he's a real goofball. Yeah, he looks like uh, the brother from uh, from Weird Science. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something um, like that. <laughs> I can see what they're going for as far as the challenge of this guy, because like the interesting thing about him is that he never moves in a straight line. Right. So when he, he when he's coming towards you, he kind of sidles, and because he can attack, you know, uh, horizontally or do this kind of jumping attack that tracks a little bit, you never really know exactly what angle he's coming. But he's so slow mm-hmm. 
that it, it doesn't uh, you know doesn't necessarily mean, you know matter that much. But I can kind of see it. Um, whether but he, you know he's just not too hard, which I think is fine. Like yeah. the uh, you know it's okay to have. He's like it's closer to a mini boss. Yeah. He's the first boss you run into in this area. So it's like the prowling magus. Yeah. Yeah. It, it did yeah. sort of like throw me like a bit though coming off of the area because it's so difficult. <laughs> then I got to the company team and I was like, oh, this is going to be, you know, after I beat him, I'm going to have to come to the next boss or something. But yeah. it's just sort of there. Yeah. 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 He, he like sheds off all these fat and there's a skeleton underneath. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Um, there's a boss that he looks like from Binding of Isaac. Yeah. That it, there's a like Chubb and then the skeleton version of Chubb. Mm-hmm. It could be like that. <laughs> Um, that's one of the nice things about the about the nonlinear structure of this, you know, just by entropy and, you know, probably a little bit of intentional design about which areas they, they're they kind of guiding you to go to. Like, it's not just a straight up escalation, you know, yeah. like there actually are just kind of like peaks and divots in the difficulty of bosses. You get these breathers that kind of like vary up the pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm I'm into that. Um, the lore behind this guy is pretty interesting. Um, he was a person who was uh, super in love with Mitha, and it was unrequited because unrequited love is the the theme mm-hmm. of uh, of this area. And uh, had some monsterism <laughs> and become became this this hungry monster, um, you know, who just exists to eat. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. he expressed his desire. You know, he eats his feelings, <laughs> which you know, like many of us, he, he's, and, uh, uh, he's the gaping uh, dragon. Yeah. Uh, so Dark the, Souls uh, is taking a bit of like a cues and talking about their player base a bit. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I miss the interconnected I, world. <laughs> <laughs> Give me past the gamer grub. <laughs> <laughs> Fatality but, barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> but he has a, a couple of awesome attacks. Um, the uh, I think it's on Whipfest. I think it's on video. He ate me, and I love it because you think that you're going to be dead, but he just eats unequips all of your armor with his tongue which i imagine being like tying a cherry stem in a knot with your tongue like he does it in bars to impress other covetous demons like mitha i can take off all this guy's armor with my tongue impressed (laughs) holding an origami crane out of a starburst wrapper yeah (laughs) um but i finished him by punching him afterwards because you don't you know it's essentially game over when that happens unless he's pretty close to dead or you can take him with your fist because it's very hard to you know re-equip armor in in game Mm -hmm. um so yeah i love that animation just yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) he loves to eat he loves to snack yeah but you know he has a a disorder because he does also have a vomiting attack i'm not making light of believe that was literally (laughs) just the most crass segue i could take i am so sorry (laughs) yeah my my friend austin and i used to make up superheroes when we were young and he made a uh, a cleaning based superhero (laughs) and i made a sidekick which is the bleach bulimic and it was originally the bleach behemoth but then i turned him into the bleach bulimic because i was 12 and that was my sense of humor yeah and he was just a big anthropomorphic bottle of bleach that just puked bleach on things (laughs) uh, which would burn um uh, anywho what a horrible existence (laughs) (laughs) like oh my stomach um, but his his snacking, you can take advantage of his urge to snack <laughs> as well because he has these jars hanging from pits that have uh, these lemmies in them. And the uh, so he's being fed, like he is being kept. Yeah. Um, I think you've got it in the, the notes as a pet, which I like. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, and she's exactly vain enough to, to do that. Yeah. Um, but if you break one of these pots, um, he will ignore you and just snack. Yeah. Um, you take less damage. Uh, he takes less damage uh, while he's doing that, but it does like you know give you that break, which that 
I could see that being like a very tense situation if he eats all of your uh, equipment off, but you manage to put in like a, uh, you know, equip some something that can shoot those out. And that gives you just enough time to re-equip everything else. It's yeah. a long shot, but that fictional situation I just made up is real cool, isn't it, guys? <laughs> well, um, maybe that's what they were going for in the fight. Oh, yeah. If you, if you break all of them, you will have enough time to kill him because oh. he will just go from guy to guy. Oh, wow. Like, he, uh, he does not, you know, he snacks uh, indiscriminately. Yeah. He's more of a fan of jerky than, uh, than, than fresh meat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. The, uh, the, there's also, so after you beat him, um, there's a little stairway that curves up. I can't tell you how much time I spent trying to jump up that stairway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, then, yeah. and then last time I was there, someone put a soap to a message that was give it up, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> Which whenever there's like a jumpable thing, that's my favorite. <laughs> that's what's message. Like there's tons of those in the DLC. Like you can't you can't do this. Uh-huh. And if they really wanted to be dicks, they would just put a developer soapstone like on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, we can't tell you why this was here. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. But uh, this is this is pretty cool. And then I I, I actually believe that the earth and peak should have started after this guy i don't know why yeah. he's in it like just uh my my, yeah. my 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 need to compartmentalize and segment things off just it's really i'm really bugged by the fact that you're dipping in and out of earth and peak to do this yeah 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 oh and the bone scythe you get for trading in, in his soul is his spine yeah yeah which is the super That's, metal like you're using body yeah. parts as weapons in this game constantly badass it's like tail weapons yep rest in peace tail weapons. it's a replacement spine weapons Spine weapons. This week's episode of Bonfire Set Chat is brought to you by our Patreon campaign and everybody who has kindly donated to it. Indeed. Um, Yeah, you can go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv and check out all the rewards, all the cool things you get. And uh, I feel like they're substantive. Mm -hmm. Substantial. Substantial. There's, uh, you know, some of its cool physical stuff. Um, some of it is just getting the shows early. Um, one of the coolest things I think is you can participate in our live streams mm-hmm. we do once a month, which are really fun yeah. and, uh, and highly recommended. And uh, it's been you know, concrete reward. So the, the show sounds better and we have a new show duck feed live, mm-hmm. which is those live streams. But if you want to participate at the time and get them earlier, um, you know, and then after I say, you know, I'm rubbing my fingers together, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. Yeah, so we will put that in the uh, in the enhanced AAC version of this. That we put out. Hey, can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I'll, 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 I'll means, boost it. Yeah, right. The finger thing means the taxes. <laughs> yeah, you know the juice. Yeah, yeah. yeah gotta get get the juice loose. Yeah, wheeze the juice. Yep. At patreon.com forward slash duckfeed juice. <laughs> Additionally, go to duckfeed.tv slash tip jar, and uh, if you're buying stuff on Amazon, use those links. It's one extra step that uh, doesn't cost you anything extra, but it does get us a kickback and goes a long way towards uh, funding our efforts on the network. Uh, that works if you are in the United States, Great Britain, or the uh, Canada area up there above us. America's hat, we say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Indeed. So, Kate Beaton, if you're listening and you want to donate, you can. Once again, those Amazon links are at duckfeed.tv slash tipjar and select your region. Um, so, you, so you head up to the bonfire here, and uh, Lucatil is here. And by our count, is this this is our third meeting? Believe so. With her? Um, fourth meeting. Because um, uh, Pirate Town, Lost Bastille, um, Gutter. Yeah, yeah. So this is our fourth meeting with her. It's our, our penultimate meeting with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she's still just kind of continuing to lose it. Yeah. You know? 
she she forgets who you are. Um, yeah. And, you know, that, that that is underlined by the fact that she remembers you on the second one. Like yeah. she specifically calls out and says, hey, thanks for reaching out to me. Not a yeah. lot of people do because I'm a mask. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and we've talked about Luca Teal a bit before. We'll talk about her ultimate end in a few episodes. Yep. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, yeah. So you head up. There's this little bridge where there's two poison pits on the right and left, which is a prime place for trolling soapstones. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you, you you head on up to this little vestibule with uh, with mannequins and uh, the uh, oh you you ever and uh, Hammer Bros. Yeah. And the Crypt Guardians. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The the, the Crypt Guardians are directly guarding Mitha. Mm. Yeah, well, some so, of them are. There's one at the end of this bridge too. Was there? No, it's, yeah. I think that he's just like a knight, isn't he? I don't. No. I don't no, okay. No, no, I think he's a, a mummy guy. Okay. Yeah, he's de- he's definitely a crypt guardian. Okay. Um. So, and there's there's other ones before Mitha too. Okay. Like uh, I like I like that idea, but I don't think I don't think it supported. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, so so this this whole area it's uh, it's similar to some previous ones in that it's kind of hard to describe linearly. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are little yeah. uh, like byways that you know segment off and then join back in at strange places. So if we don't if we don't address this in you know the particular order that you hit it, uh, forgive us. I think we're probably going to take like a set piece by set piece um, uh, route yep. of attack here. Yeah, yeah, and the same thing will happen in uh, the next episode. Yeah, with the Iron Keep because that's it's similar. Mm-hmm. In that respect. Yeah, but uh, this is uh, where it really starts living into being like a like a very light, let's say, diet or zero version of sends. Mm. <laughs> you know, there's a like this, and it, the, the the comparison is drawn, and it's really disappointing because there isn't, you know, a, a, a very direct uh, analog to sends in this game, and that's upsetting to a certain degree. But there is, you know, machinery around, and there are, you know, traps that don't appear very often outside. Of this, uh, good. I think Iron Keep is a lot like Sentence. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Like there's there lots of traps, lots of uh, fl- you know spike walls and uh, you know dropping oh, yeah, platforms the fl- the and guys, yeah, huh. flame bowls and um, that's what that's what I think of as the direct analog to Sentence. Okay. In this game, it's not. I mean, it's not the same. It's not quite as good. And and part yeah. of it is just that it's a little bit more. It sends with archers. Yeah. Like you know. So. Yeah, like, so, like, so when I mourn the loss of Sens, I mourn the loss of kind of that that area where it's incredibly tricky to run through. Um, combat is de-emphasized due to the traps, and like once you make that, you will always make it, you know, at, for forever and afterward because you've so thoroughly learned it. Like, like yeah. I just I think that that is kind of the peak of of game in Dark Souls. Yeah, this, this is the, like Iron Keep isn't that right? Right. But there, there they were calls a little bit of Sensness. Yeah. So I, I should clarify my vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, but you're going through here. You've got uh, you've got these narrow walkways and uh, people taking pot shots at you um, after you fight the, uh, the, the, the that crypt keeper. And then you're looking out over the over the valley itself. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, and it all actually exists there too. I think there's one of these areas you can actually drop down. Um, I think it's a little bit later with Gilligan where you climb down, but you can actually drop down to the Har- Harvest Valley. Oh wow! If you have enough fall control. I've seen it in um, somebody does uh, parkour videos um, of of you two, like you or uh, Dark Souls two of you two. He does he does parkour videos of Bono, The Edge, Larry Mullen Jr. and other guy and Adam Clayton. The wall, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I think I've seen him do it before. Mm-hmm. Wow, that kind of reminds yeah, me. Yeah, I, of- I really Good. enjoy that. Uh, that overlooking part though, like that sense of accomplishment is just you know. 
indescribable is how I'm going to put it because I don't have the words yeah. in my vocabulary. I mean, it's it's similar to, to to other you know other times in Dark Souls One, uh, where you would look up to a place and say, "Hmm, that must just be scenery," and it turns out that it's not. Even though it's pretty obvious when you're in Harvest Valley that the that the windmill is going to be your destination, mm-hmm. you know, just because of the Disneyland effect. And so, but 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 even still, like that that idea of like persistence, it reminds me of when you die uh, in, in Orlando, like over near the you know the, the the castle itself, and you respawn back, you can actually look out and see your uh, your your glowing green blood stain, just yeah. like from miles away. Like I just yeah. I, I I like that you know that persistence is is here even if it's in a very small measure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you head to your right, um, or I think you up into the right, but eventually you run to the second bonfire, and we'll talk about this windmill thing because <laughs> um, I imagine that a lot of our comments are about this, and uh, as a contentious little little bad boy here, mm. um, yeah. So there's a windmill um, <laughs> that you have to burn um, to get it. You don't. I don't think you get a prompt unless you have a torch, right, on it, and the the windmill does not look flammable. The only thing yeah, it looks the, like a big iron light. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the only thing that, that that looks flammable about it is that there is like pitch or lubricant around the joint. Hmm. Like, 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 that, that's how that's how it read to me. It's kind of like the uh, the same stuff that lets you light up the sinner's rise. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever noticed the that stuff, but I, I'll I, yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's a mechanical moving part, so it's going to have some kind of some kind of lubricant, which would which would be flammable. However, that is crazy adventure game logic. Like that's <laughs> yeah. like some fucking miss shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you you can't only just uh, do it with the the torch. You can also rub the uh, like burning t- uh, the the butterflies on it. Like if you're just using the item menu. Oh really? No. no. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Crazy <laughs> adventure game logic. <laughs> Can you? I wonder if you can use like a pyromancy on it. No, you can't. I tried that. Yeah. I was so okay. disappointed. Uh, yeah, that's that's frustrating. That was that was basically the point where I knew Dark Souls too. It was dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Gave up. Um, <laughs> oh man, so it just it just sucks because you have no reason to have a torch out here. Yeah, like, if it was yeah. dark, that's one of the like most well lit would... areas of the game. <laughs> like, make this area pitch black. Like, literally, close off that hallway. Mm-hmm on your way here and just make this like, there's no source of light. Mm-hmm. So you have to get out a torch. Yeah. Like that would have been a really cool way to do it, you know, or at least to, to hint towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, as is like, I didn't get it my first playthrough of the game, you know, like wow. I, I powered through Mytha and the only way I found out about it was because of soapstone messages. Yeah. Um, I did not stumble on this on my own, which like God help you if you did. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that actually, um, uh, puts a little bit of light on our, uh, <laughs> that 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 puts a little bit of light on our supposition that this was one of the first areas developed because if they if they put that hook into this area before they took out the lighting engine oh. that like that, that there might have been more of a reason in an earlier version of the game to be walking around with a torch and actually be able to see the prompt. Yeah. Yeah. And that probably explains why you if, unlike most other areas in the game you can actually see like where you're going more like Dark Souls. Yeah. yeah, we proved that this was the first area like designed in the game. There, yeah. there, there is a lot of evidence. Uh huh. And I always feel good when we come up with something that I haven't read elsewhere <laughs> on yeah. the show. And and like and and there's also the idea like if if you were walking around, you know, 
with a torch, if, if if light was as much of a you know factor as we're led to believe it used to be, you would actually be like looking for stuff you could light because it wouldn't just be the brazers or the sconces or whatever we decided that was. You might yeah. actually you know like light thing on fire might be a verb that you would consider. Yeah, you know, so so mm-hmm. it, it would it wouldn't just come out of nowhere or seem like this kind of weird huntsman's cops bridge esque thing. It would yeah. actually. You know, it, it would follow. It wouldn't be a non sequitur that we that everybody talks about. You know, yeah. in complaining ways. Yeah, we solved it, guys. <laughs> High five. So, we did it. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good job, us. Um, as Podcast is though, it's, it's it's some bullshit. Um, and and it really reflected what I thought of Mitha since I didn't know this was a thing. And I was I was I'm not totally against poison Mitha, which we get to. Like I think that actually makes that fight kind of crazy and awesome mm-hmm. um but just in way 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 harder in an insane way yeah um but yeah. i was just like oh this is the hardest boss in the game <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know like uh, i'm fucked as opposed to just being like c plus yeah it took it took me like 20 or 30 tries Jeez, like oh, it was Pete. so hard yeah um because well, yeah poison no, no i'm not and, judging yeah. you it's just yeah. that, like you know yeah, you know, and now me. that seems silly. <laughs> judge, judge away, man. It is. It was me being. It's me being dumb for not trying to light everything on fire in the poison zone. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Anywho, once you get over the rage of that, or you just know it because now it's just kind of collective knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, you had yeah, well, next like, even when I was playing, like I, I hadn't even like like this was the you know the week the game came out, and I was still hearing like people complaining about the windmill. So I think it was ubiquitous <laughs> from the, the yeah. moment the game came out. You know. Well, and if you go look at it now, like it is just lousy with uh, with with soapstone signals. Like they like they might as well just draw like a yellow dotted line up <laughs> yeah. to it. And and um, Sunbros will will hang out by that bonfire. Yeah, just just to illustrate that. <laughs> Tour like guides. people will do. Yeah, people will do like community oh, service. Oh, can phantoms light the? Uh, no, they, they the just window? try to lead people to it with yeah, their torch with, out with with, with okay. points. Yeah, yeah, with points and 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 uh, you know mm-hmm. pyromancy and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it, regardless. It's, it's interesting that you can have an impact on the world up to and including have somebody build ladders for you. Yeah, yeah. The uh, so you know you break off this railing, which I really like this, like getting to this guy because it mm-hmm. looks like something you maybe couldn't do, but you can. Mm-hmm. Um, getting out to this guy, and you run into uh, Ladder Smith Gilligan. <laughs> I remember, uh, like we were talking about the pit, and uh, you, you just just some kind of text conversation. I was like, oh yeah, you just got to get Gilligan to build you a ladder, and you were like. Who? Yeah. You didn't? In, in your first playthrough, did you get Gilligan at all? I did get Gilligan, but I hadn't been here yet. Yeah, yeah. I think this was the last spoke I explored. Okay. Maybe. Um, yeah. And also, um, I maybe didn't even ask him. Like, I might have had him, but didn't ask him to build me a ladder because I had, uh, uh, you know, the cat ring. What I thought, I think you said something about the Gilligan ladder. And what I thought that was because you because of your Nick at Night proclivities, mm-hmm. I thought it was a Gilligan's Island reference, and it was a ladder that is only halfway there and you fall off. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but that's definitely. I was like, oh, it's one of Cole's Nick at Night things. Um, <laughs> like, there's some episode of Gilligan's Island I haven't seen. I don't think I'm not going to challenge him on it. I, lo- I love how just like everything with me is just diminished expectations. Well, it, it's just. <laughs> I mean, I just, I didn't know that he made, like, that he would, I knew yeah, he made yeah, ladders, yeah. but I know he made ladders there. Yep. Like, it just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> That's funny. Um, but oh, anyway. Yeah. He's real chatty. Uh, he is, a, he is probably your only real source of lore uh, in, in this, in this episode. And one of the main sources of lore for this whole spoke. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yeah, Pate and uh, Lupakil seem like they could just be anywhere else in the game and it would really <laughs> matter. But yep. uh, well, Gilligan's I, here to help us out. And, and I believe that uh, that Lucatil's, um, you know, dialogue is really just, it's just determined by how many times have you seen her before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. She doesn't have anything specific to say about this area. Right. And uh, and Pete really makes no sense being here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Gilligan, um, so he gives you that background, some of the stuff we already talked about, about Mitha poisoning herself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, loving, uh, wed to a prince from a nearby castle who loved someone else, which is probably... Um, the Prince of Belfry Soul, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, and uh, and says the things we already said about it being a long time ago. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I like his voice actor. He kind of sounds mm-hmm. uh, kind of sounds like Shrek a little bit. <laughs> Donkey, <laughs> which is, <laughs> but also he's got a, a very anachronistic manner of talk. He says he comes from somewhere in the West, but he says I should have listened to the warnings. This place is flipping mental. Yeah, <laughs> which it just sounds like they went down to some kind of like pub in Glasgow <laughs> and just got somebody like just catch some ambient dialogue. Like, why are you saying that? Yeah. He's also we didn't mention this, but he is uh, a fugitive. Yes. Like he uh, he is uh, fleeing the West mm-hmm. somehow and uh, is kind of a shitheel in many ways, like at worst takes advantage of people. But later you run into an NPC that implies worse about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and if you, if you, you know, specifically it, when he goes back to Majula after you um, exhaust his dialogue, if you cheap out on him because he doesn't build ladders for free, um, he will just build one that will kill you. So, so that, that yeah, does he, not he also always sells kill you. the other uh, thieves like set from Doxel's one. Oh, that's so, true. Like, <laughs> yeah. Underhanded. Yeah. 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 Th- that ladder will not always kill you. That's HP dependent. Like yeah. I always thought that was like one that barely kept you alive. Because mm-hmm. whenever I walk oh. down the shitty two hundred dollar ladder, regardless, <laughs> he is trying yeah. to break your bones and ankles. Yeah, he he does. Yeah, he doesn't want you to walk away from it. <laughs> right. So he it's a att- it's attempted murder by falling. Yeah, exactly. It's manslaughter. Yeah. <laughs> you can get it commuted down to manslaughter. <laughs> manslaughter by ladder. <laughs> um. Yeah. Has there ever been an established use for the replica ladders that he sells? Oh yeah. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll talk about that later. Will we? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, it has to do with um, a convoluted quest line that happens later on the game that I don't want to talk about yet. I guess. Okay. The, the first time I got the uh, the replica ladder, though, I was really hoping to be like some sort of uh, thing that would make a ladder, like where you were. So I think the first time I tried jumping into the pit with it on, I'm like, okay, this will fucking work. So, ladder, go. Uh, no Go, 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 go gadget, gadget ladder. ladder Whoa. I think yeah. I just died horribly. That's a straight up like D&D second edition item. Like a little obsidian <laughs> ladder that turns into a big ladder with a command word. Yeah. I guarantee that's like in, in second edition D&D. <laughs> Jake, I just I just had uh, I just had like a, uh, you know, an Alfred Hitchcock like push pull moment where like I just just astonished look on my face as the background gets really far away from me. We are two people on opposite ends of the world talking about the same thing, and we both just said, go, go, gadget ladder. <laughs> you'll, you'll hear it in the actual episode, <laughs> but I need to, like, lie down. <laughs> just uh, put that, that intermission music up again. <laughs> oh, so, so, yeah. He gives you the uh, the prostration. Um Oh yeah, uh, gesture mm. again. Kind of, kind of goofy. I don't know what use there is for it aside from just, uh, you know. I 
I always do it when I've been waiting for someone to help me for a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like if I'm in a tough area, like um, the optional boss in the DLC, anytime I can summon somebody for that, I usually throw them a prostation because uh, we're not worthy. It's hard, surprisingly, surprisingly hard to summon for that. Yeah. You know, um, maybe that's that's more of him, like, you know, being a uh, being in trouble, you know, begging for mercy sort of. Oh, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's all Goodman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, the latter he will give you, which um, costs 2,000 souls at this point. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I always have 2,000 souls exactly. <laughs> like the enemies leading from that bonfire that I happen to kill on the way here will give me 2,000 souls. It's really strange. That has like to if be. I start with zero souls because I go spend all my souls at Majula at that bonfire from the Covetous Demon, mm-hmm. I just I have that many souls. It just works out. Hmm. Um, Game design. Yeah, you, yeah good, good design that. <laughs> and that you get a Pharaoh's Lockstone and a Twinkling Titanite, which, uh, depending on your weapon choice, can be incredibly valuable at this point. Yeah. Yes. It's worthwhile. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, going a little bit deeper into this uh, in, in, into this area, there are uh, some, a, couple of, a couple of set pieces that are going to mess you up, uh, specifically anything involving the sorceresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are tricky. Sexy, sexy yeah, sorceresses. Yeah, I was, I was grinding for, like... Uh, the sorceress's skirt, and they just ended up like getting killed every five seconds <laughs> by how much damage they do. Is is that particularly good for pyromancies, or is that a fashion souls thing? Uh, I, I want to see if it'd fit on my, my on my male character, oh, and yeah. if if I could get that uh, that beefcake in the game, but <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, yeah, their their mask has a special effect. It's either like a plus to cast or a plus to intelligence or something like that. Um, so that yeah, their veil is actually has a mechanical thing. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. So if you guys can go ahead, they're very difficult. They use a uh, lingering flame, uh, which is uh, a fantastic spell for uh, manipulating the way people move around. And uh, yeah. it's always and it's for killing me. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic spell for killing Jake <laughs> specifically. Um, oh, and man, uh, they also have a pretty good chance of dropping um, lingering dragon crest rings plus one. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't which it? Which is a high. Like it seems like a good treasure for a random drop. But yesterday when I was uh, playing through, I got I got two of them. <laughs> I was like, oh, what am I going to do with these bad boys? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Yep. Man, these wikis are so weird. They're, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just bring two points. Uh, one of the points is the top enhances the chest size for female characters along with the singer's dress. Oh, great. Creepy. Oh, um, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From soft. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the hood grants an additional three intelligence. There we go. Yeah. Three's not insignificant either. No, no. Good. That that could be the difference between... Uh, you know, having a spell and not having a spell. Yeah. They're not <laughs> just objects, okay? They yeah. have intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, I, uh, until eyes up here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the the thing about Dark Souls wikis that's funny is there's one that has more information and one that's easier to navigate. And you have to choose <laughs> yeah. between that Fextra Life one that has oh, more info, but God. it's so hard to look at and it's a nightmare on mobile. That's what I'm. Or the Wiki Dot one, which is so much more attractive but has less information on it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I was hoping that the Wikidot moment would fill out more over time. Like the dialogue is really is really uh, spotty. Like if you're just trying to find uh, you know text of Ladder Smith Gilligan's dialogue, you're not going to get it there. You're not going to get it yeah. anywhere. You just have to listen yeah. to ten minutes of it on YouTube, like <laughs> yeah. I did last night at eleven <laughs> o'clock when I was writing these notes. <laughs> Are the wikis still filled with like people advertising their YouTube videos? Uh, there is that's, that's really all I remember from like around the lease when I was using the wiki and it's like 
<laughs> oh, don't bother reading the article. Check out my video where I showcase all of these in my Let's Play. Yeah. It's like, oh. So, so I, like, I, I noticed that, but it's more of my general annoyance at the trend on the internet away from just like a bullet pointed list of how to do yeah. something. It's like, oh, here's a, here's a YouTube link. It's like, I don't want to hear you fucking mouth breathe over talking about how to do this. Like, I don't care if it's setting up audio equipment. I don't care if it's how to do something in a game. Write something out because I can sure as hell read faster than you sputter it out. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry. Was, it's funny because the, the same. I, I agree with you. I'm just not quite as passionate, yeah. like, passionate about it. I totally agree. I mean, the, and the reason why they do it is because you can get advertising money from YouTube. Yeah. But like the, uh, it's funny because that's the same reason why I like text and RPGs as opposed to voice acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. listen, villager, I can read much faster than you can fucking sputter it out. Yeah. Asshole. Well, there's the very least, the videos aren't those videos on YouTube where like they they'll put the notepad on screen and type out slowly yeah. for, like dot points. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah assholes. And, and, um, and like people on Twitter especially get it because they won't just post the text of something. They'll post a link to an image that, can, that they can get ad revenue off of. Yeah. Ugh. Money, money oh. ruins the world. God damn. Um, Tragedy of the fucking commons. Yeah. Yeah. Read on all accounts. Donate to our Patreon. Um, yes. so- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen the um, this kiss of death that the desert sorceresses do. I've never gotten oh, that, that close was, to it. That was the first thing that killed me when I was I was doing my replay. Uh, and <laughs> I, I had a girl character this time. And I, I was like, oh, Chromosoft, you didn't really do this and make it like a female-specific thing, did you? Because I never started <laughs> my male character. <laughs> I was really horrified for a minute. I'm not, uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I've never seen that, that animation. Because yeah. um, one of the cool things about these guys is when you run into two of them later, um, there's a little trick because they're next to uh, poison pots. <laughs> and if you smash the pots, they'll get poisoned and not know what did it. Like the pot next to them just bursts like a poltergeist and covers them in poison. And they'll just stand <laughs> around until they die. Um, why, why don't they turn into Nagas? And you have to prolong exposure. Ah, okay. Turn into Nagas. You have to titrate it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, they, uh, they 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 work like D and D parties. They they supplement whatever they're uh, whatever they're with, right? Yeah, they just complicate mm-hmm. existing fights, and yeah. they put them in a couple of like you know hard spots. Like there's that yeah, there, there's that room with the uh, the spinning blades. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's part of the machinery for the um, the uh, windmill. Yeah, they, like they, 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 they stop if you if you uh, burn. Yeah, that you can get you can get down there. I think there's like a pharaoh stone or something in there. Yeah. But, it's not particularly lucrative. Yeah, it's in a real complicated treasure area where there's a lot of treasure that you don't particularly want. Yeah. And like and it's all tricky to get. There's like that rising um platform thing and if you manipulate that correct the correct way you get the mira shield, mm-hmm. which is not great. And then uh it's also the hallway, I think the hallway with Pate. Um no, that's actually yeah. that that's on the critical path. Yeah, yeah. Um but oh, yeah, yeah there, there's like a lot of I think that no, I think it's the hall that's the hallway that gets you the uh the poison broadsword. Yeah, maybe which like you don't want that. <laughs> uh, like, it doesn't do enough damage and doesn't do enough poison. Like, it's the worst of all worlds. Like, you know. So, yeah, yeah, and just like uh, I think if you drop down there, you have to roll out through the poison pots to uh, to get back to, to to anything that connects to anything else. Yeah, or smash them with like a uh, you know heavy bolt. Well, but, I mean, if you're trying to stay alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get back on the the critical path. Um, we can talk about uh, Pete. Um, the so he's here, <laughs> and he's hanging out in this little area. And again, he's just being a solid bro. Like, hey, I'm too much of a coward to go grab that treasure. It's there. 
go get it, man. If you get it, you're a better man than I. Yeah. And uh, you had to talk to him here if you want him to show up at the uh, Seldora. Yeah. And it's crazy because once you circle back with him, he's all about sending you into dangerous places and then rewarding you greatly when Mm -hmm. you come back. He just gives you all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I don't want this anymore. It's... Like, like, just, I really want to see like the reaction of someone who hasn't played Dark Souls One and Demon Souls, and like, like it doesn't get that like you're supposed to not trust Peyton. It's like, oh man, this guy's so nice. Why people he's the, like he's the, he's he's the Yeah, yeah. If he had a catchphrase, people would be maming that. Like if, in a world where only Dark Souls Two existed, <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever yeah. Peyton says, like, would become the catchphrase. Whatever yeah. horrible reality that would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a bunch of like mid-level stuff. Like even great heavy soul arrow isn't that useful. Like that, like this is this is gear that you wouldn't turn down, or items and drops that you wouldn't turn down. But like it, they, they don't justify the amount of like uh, gymnastics they make you roll through. Yeah, mm. like it's fun. To, it's fun to seek out the treasure. Oh, for sure. You know, just in in general, and like depending on where you come in the game, this stuff can be useful. Yes. But it was never for me. Really, it's not about the journey. It's about but yeah. There we the go. Journey. Yes. Yeah. It's about the journey. It's about yeah. playing journey on PS3. Yeah. Um, yes. yeah. Man, I forget like what takes you. I, I made these notes, but it was real late and I was real sleepy. I forget what actually <laughs> gets you up into the, uh, the, the poison area with, uh, with the sorceresses and kind of that, uh, fountain that leads into Mitha's place. It's just, um, you keep going up. Yeah. It's just a ladder, I think. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And then eventually you, you go around a corner and that's the, um, <laughs> you know, that's where they're, they're at. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That area is interesting um, because the, uh, you know, that fountain makes it, you know, it's a clear signal that you haven't like, oh, I have to walk through all this mandatory poison. Mm-hmm. That's odd. Um, and I actually, it's weird. The first time I went through here, even though I, I muscled through Mitha, um, I did find the hidden bonfire oh. that's up here, which is, uh, which is cool and was a real godsend. Yeah, it's, uh, it's incredibly useful, um, especially if you're going to be doing Mitha several times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a tough. Uh, that's a tough um, phantom as well. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, crescent sickle, phantom. Yeah. Uh, if you can't stun lock him, like he has very little poise, but if he gets shots off on you, he he hits really hard. Yeah. If you don't, you know, if if you're not able to get to open space before he catches you, then it's mm-hmm. a real problem. Like he, he <laughs> there's miles and miles of narrow uh, yeah. you know, spaces between you and where you can safely engage with them. Yeah. Yeah. And the um, the little like side area here too is interesting, um, <laughs> where you you head back. Um, partly, you know, you fight a bunch. Of, there's a lot of poison jars and poison beetles, mm-hmm. and a mimic. But one of the things that's super interesting is there's a pharaoh's lockstone um, here, <laughs> that if you haven't drained the poison, just spits out poison. Yeah. If you have drained out the poison, spits out healing water. Oh, so again, oh, just one of those little, yeah, like just one of those cool little details. Yeah, um, this is it's being corrupted by the poison. If you can clear mm-hmm. that up, it's a good mm-hmm. lockstone. That's weird. So, like that 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 was initially built as uh, because this whole area has kind of like a shrine, kind of a okay, okay, kind of appearance to it, like a shrine or like I kept thinking bathhouse. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like I, either way, it's like a ritualistic place. Yeah, yeah. For so, sure. I, so, so yeah, I could definitely see like the like the this now heals her, so it might as well, huh? Yeah, yeah. There, 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 there is a nice little congruency there. Uh, the, that room with all the poison beetles in the jars—that feels Kingsfield as shit to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And also, there's something that we didn't say about the about the mimic. So this is the second mimic that we've uh, encountered, I think, 
uh, in the area, the second, the second live one, um, their description in the strategy guide is, is, is metal is all hell because apparently these were people who were cursed for their avarice. Mm. And this is like a tribe that has existed for millennia. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like they pissed off the kid from the Twilight Zone. <laughs> they got, like, they got like, into the drink. Your head's a treasure chest now. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And, uh, you know, we were, we were asking questions about the dark set. Pretty much the entire dark set is contained inside these mimics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're spread to the, they're flung to the far corners of the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neato. Indeed. Yeah, I really like how the mimics move in Dark Souls 2, just as like an aside. Yeah. Yeah. They're really, so like, creepy. creepy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I forget, in Dark Souls, it's been so long since I played Dark Souls 1. Do they do that uh, bent over backward exorcist walk in Dark Souls 1? No. They, they, no, they, they sort of just like stand over you and look yeah. like weird. Yeah. Be all, they, be all they, tall and slender. Yeah. They do this goofy yeah. kick. Yeah. 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 Which I really like. They're, they're more like silly than intimidating, in Souls <laughs> which you know isn't necessarily a bad thing. Right. I like all I like all my mimics. In <laughs> fact, like if you put a mimic in a game, I'm into it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I like mimics. Mm-hmm. So. There was a pretty rousing thread in the uh, in the Facebook page about that actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> about mimics in games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go to our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so you get to this uh, if you've drained the poison. Um, one of the advantages is you're going to see the summon sign down here. For like, I would probably like the most powerful or like most useful summon. I feel like, or like the, the summon that is most likely to be able to just kind of take a boss on his own. Yeah, this is the Tarkus. Yeah, I mean, other than like Benhart, who can probably take on the Prowling Magus mm-hmm. on his own, but that's boss is you know super easy. Yeah, like this is a major boss, and and you you run into Jester Thomas, and Jester Thomas can can take can take on uh, Mytha more or less. Yeah. At, at the very least, on your on your first go through, I don't know about yeah. New Game Plus, but yeah, he's um, he's a he's a pyromancer. Like he 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 is like Xanthus King in that all all he does is throw fireballs. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I, 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 th- I, like I think he's got like his own custom like movements. Mm-hmm. It, like he he looks like more hunched over than a regular player does. Mm. Yeah, he definitely has some some kind of custom stuff he does um, a little bit later. Like this isn't the end of the story for Jester Thomas. Um, vague spoilers, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and kind of some stuff. I like the idea of him uh, in, like juggling fireballs in his act. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's why he does that. Like he's a pyromancer and he used it to entertain, and now he uses it to murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know when life gives you uh, lemons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when life gives you hands that are always on fire. Yeah. <laughs> life gives you fireballs. Watch out. Um, cross promotion yeah. high five. Um, no, no, that burns out. Not high five. Yeah. Sorry, Jester <laughs> Thomas. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and it, it's guarded by two of these uh, grave wardens, um, which can be kind of a tricky fight. I have no idea why they're here. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. Yeah. It makes me mad. Yeah, and just like for, for for this point, they're so resistant to everything that you like. Yeah, that 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 for me, like because I'm playing hex right now, they they they're pretty susceptible to that. But everything else just does nothing to them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's frustrating too because I love them so much. Where they eventually show up, mm-hmm. like they're very cool there and make tons of sense. Like, it feels super gamey. Yeah, um, yeah. But they're guarding the pathway to uh, to Mitha herself. Indeed. Which is uh, like a, an awesome like uh, intro to a boss. Like, I think she looks very striking, and she always does this um, magic missile, you know, soul spear attack. Mm-hmm. 
when you first run into her, and it makes a scream sound, <laughs> and it's like very like shock and awe. Yep. When you first get in there, it feels like it feels like she's being very tactical about the way she's fighting you in a way that a lot of other enemies don't, specifically because of her uh, her grenade attack. Yeah. Yeah, which I, I love. Yeah, that, yeah, like, and like also how she's like keeping distance with her spear and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't want to get you up close, and then if you do get up close, she can, she can coil around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the right way to fight this is to take that that windmill out, and then you then there's poison on the edge of the pool, so it's still like kind of a set piece, and she can still be healed by it. Um, if you don't do that though, there's poison like knee deep poison in the whole room, and uh, and so she's constantly healed, and you're constantly dying yeah. in the fight. Yeah. Which is hard. And the, the way that I did it was like old radiant life gems, which last for a long time. <laughs> if you suck up two of them, like they will they will counteract the poison for a good long time. Um, it took me a thousand tries. I ended up using a lot of old radiant life gems. I went and bought the bigger life gems from uh, Melentia, and just it took me a lot of tries. But you can beat her without draining the poison. It's just difficult. Um, and it's kind of like I kind of like it because you're forced. You can't like stop and think about your decisions at all. Like, you know, time is ticking constantly during the whole fight. So, like, I was like, oh, this is something they haven't really done in Dark Souls and is really, really tense and hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's a way around it. Like, I almost wish that the, as opposed to the, the doing the windmill more or less being mandatory, I like the idea of that being, like, a little bit harder to do or requiring some kind of sacrifice or a little bit more hidden. I mean, I guess it's very hidden, but now that's common knowledge. It's not. And having that be, like, a more reward. Like, you get the easy version of this fight as a reward kind of like a ceaseless mm, yeah. you know, for, for knowing this thing yeah, as yeah. opposed to you know and having the standard you know maybe toning it down slightly but having the standard version be the poison version yeah and and you don't think that ceaseless kind of qualifies as something that is common knowledge or, um, or, yeah, or, that, I mean, or that very quickly arrived at being common knowledge i, I guess he did yeah. I don't know. I just wish the balance was a little bit better yeah i'm picking up what you're putting down i think that's a great idea but I, yeah you're 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 absolutely right so the ceaseless might not be a good comparison to it, but um, maybe like Iron Golem, like Iron Golem, like doing the yeah. easy kill on Iron Golem is hard, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's possible. Yeah, you know, like something like something where it's it requires a little bit more effort to get the easy version of this fight. Yeah, I wonder though, like with with like the wiki and all that being as a uh, you know sort of omnipresent as it is, like can we even have something like that these days? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like the, the 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 way you would get around that is just by making it incredibly difficult to do mechanically like the yeah. sequence yeah. of things would require a great deal of precision and would we would we be complaining about that like would this be yeah. something that we just like probably know of and saw a video of but never really you know had the tenacity to pursue for ourselves mm-hmm. yeah like the duke skip or something yeah 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 um yeah and also i mean you know it should be noted like that you could pre-order the strategy guide before the game came out <laughs> And like have that. So like, I mean, this was never actually hidden knowledge, which isn't really the developer's fault. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when they made it, it was, but then all these other forces, but it just kind of like the balance is weird. Like it's either really, really hard if she's poisoned or really, really easy if she's not. Mm -hmm. And that gets kind of frustrating. Yeah. I like the idea of a boss with with an effective time limit that you can take various measures to extend. Mm -hmm. That, 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 That to me is cool. And it's a gimmick that hasn't really been explored. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, but Mitha herself, when you engage her, you know, on kind of more fair slash less fair terms, more fair for you, less fair for her. You know, like I said before, she's kind of a C plus difficulty. Um, yeah, 
you know, just she she, you know, she can engage you at various you know different distances, but uh, she doesn't have a lot of health, and uh, she's not incredibly resistant to a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And Jester Jester Thomas will <laughs> yeah just, will take things out. Just of make it you. entirely trivial. Make yeah. make bad snake out of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> mm, good eating. Have uh, so, so here here's a question: Can you summon Jester Thomas without uh without taking out the windmill? I bet you can. Okay. I, I bet you the summon sign still exists. He'll just get poisoned and and you'll be poisoned doing it. Yeah. But I bet you mm-hmm. can. Hmm. You just have to see the 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 sign. Yeah. The sign yeah. doesn't glow through the poison or anything, so you just have to find it. Right. So Jeez, I, I'm surprised you didn't summon. Like I was thinking, like oh, you also summoned to get that last one. Even then, it was hard. Like oh my god, you're insane. No, yeah, no. I, <laughs> I, I uh, like the first, like the way that Souls games always work is like the first run through humanity items are incredibly rare, and then like once I know where they're at and know how to play, like I always end up with like twenty or thirty surplus ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't, I just didn't have them. Like I think I tried a couple times but died, and then uh, ran out of uh, human effigies ah, at a certain point. So. Sounds like this was your Freya. Yeah, this was yeah, this was ridiculous. You know, this took a lot of tries. I don't know if it was the the boss that well, it definitely wasn't the boss that took me the most number of tries because ancient dragon exists. <laughs> um, but it is uh, it it took me a lot of tries. Yeah. So how about you, Jake? Your first go through oh, on this part? Very hard. I I think I found every boss in this game hard. Though. <laughs> um, oh jeez, what was the hardest boss I fought though? I'm thinking maybe maybe Mirror Knight. Mm, it took me a long yeah. time. Very long time to fight Marinette. Yeah, because I, I, up to that point, I'd been using like a lightning infuse the the Hide Knight sword, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like here's a boss that not only blocks attacks from the bright side, but <laughs> also blocks lightning damage. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, I'm too stubborn to switch weapons. So. <laughs> well, you learned that one, damn it. Yeah. yeah. And you and and I wanted to keep uh I wanted to keep Ben Hart alive, and he kept dying, so I had to wear the evil eye ring. Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it, it was pretty much hell, <laughs> but I did it. So I'm good. Huh. I didn't. I didn't realize this until I was reading up for this episode. But I didn't know that you're. Uh, you could take off her tail. Yeah. It. Uh, all it really does is take away one of her attacks. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, that's something in Dark Souls too. That is like a theme. Like they're off. You can cut off like most of the enemy's tails, but that just takes away an attack. <laughs> yeah. It's. It's not like uh, Dark Souls where you actually you know got something for it. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We've really gone over all of her, uh, all of her lore. Uh, there's nothing that is uh, especially new or revelatory about her soul item or what you get from it. You just kind of get her knife, which I don't really know what the trick to it is. Does it do poison? It, yeah, it has a really high poison yeah. adjust. Yeah. Um, and it attacks really fast. Yeah. So it, it's a very good poison dagger yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. One, one thing about Myth I, I didn't like in her story is like, I guess it's supposed to be she, um, like her her malice and that, as well as the poison turned her into the Naga thing. But I think it like could have been more poetic if it was just like her malice changed the water into being poison. Ooh. Mm, like yeah. that 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 could almost be you know like a a nice story. But then they sort of just like oh no, it was also magic. Yeah. <laughs> like like what if, <laughs> what if this was a place where they drew up healing water? Right, like, mm-hmm. like, like, what if, what if that was the, that was the, you know, the hook for this place? Like, you know, Brightstone was for the. Yeah, like that, that was Cove. my initial sort of thought. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and just, uh, you know, at, 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 as you would do, like, you know, Fall of House of Usher, like, just she corrupts the entire area around it, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and supported by that Pharos device. Yeah, 
that eventually mm. spits uh, healing water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a that's a that is a cool idea. It's yeah. never quite like it's kind of weird. Like there's a weird little like A to C logic where you find out that she's using this poison to make herself more beautiful. Like we know that's not what poison does. <laughs> also, when we run into her, she's a monster. <laughs> yeah. So it's like yeah. it's just a little like there's a little bit of like. You just have to give it some allowances like, oh, maybe the poison, you know, in small doses does something like that. Or maybe yeah. beauty standards are different in this kingdom or, <laughs> you know, any number of those things. But she's pretty, you know, pretty hideous. Yeah. Um, you yeah. Know, she's missing her head. Like she just has this like stump, yeah. uh, you know, gross, gross yeah. spine stump. And the uh, and the responses just uh, as a preview for the appendix there, like somebody actually draws a historical comparison for this, though. Yeah, I saw that, which yeah. is interesting. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's an intentional reference. Like it's a cool mm-hmm. thing to underline. Yep. I don't know if that was the idea behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, all in all, like, I, I think I like, like, I like this boss. I like this area a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have all the questions. I wish the grave wardens weren't there. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. it's yeah. cool. It's visually striking. Like all the areas look really cool. Like the clockwork machinery of inside earth and peak looks cool. The windmill vistas look really cool. Yeah. Uh, the valleys look cool. And it's weird because, like, you know, if you're looking at the predominant color palettes, it's pretty much just gray, green, and brown, which mm-hmm. is not new for the series. But somehow they managed to mix the shades and tones in a way that makes it look kind of distinct from other places. I don't know if that's just because it's well lit or, yeah. uh, you know, just, uh, just just by the fact that it is kind of this industrial area. Like, it, it does combine into something that feels th- thematically a thing of its own. Yeah, like, uh, compared to Blight Town, which is very similar to, you know... Valley of the Farm and this is the, you know, poison area. Uh, this one has its own sort of style going for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even comparing it, you know, the, the Black Gulch is, you know, neon. It might as well be a dance club. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the it's the Crypt of the Necrodancer. <laughs> down there. The, um, I need to buy also, that. Also, like, I remember, it, it's great. Um, I remember when I uh, first came in here, too, and saw the title card. And saw what it was. Like I didn't necessarily think that they were harvesting poison because that was crazy. <laughs> and I just had this overwhelming ser- like sense of just like, oh, this is like where you know they were finding food for this kingdom. Like I saw the the mill and thought it was a mill, <laughs> like a grain mill, and it was just like I had a real sense of like, oh, something terrible happened here, which is always true in Dark Souls. But like the name Harvest Valley mm-hmm. as kind of like a positive evocation, mm-hmm. like contrasting with the uh, the desolation before me, like. Just was really effective. Yeah. When I first ran into it, I remember having like not like you know, I cried like when Earth died. Like it wasn't like a, a you know emotional. <laughs> I didn't get legit yeah. sad, but I remember just being like, oh man, this is you know, this is intense. The timing on that reveal feels very intentional to me. Like when like yeah. it, it pretty much goes boom, Harvest Valley. So it's sound text harvest valley okay here's a new area you see the windmill okay pretty cool windmills the dutch countryside <laughs> rolling hills <laughs> the and sound of you, music and then and then you crest that hill and you just see that desolation it's like a it's like a micro expression it's just like this one very small bait and switch that they pull that kind of just like leaves you with this acrid taste in the back of your mouth like it's it's irony and area names yeah yeah mm. The, the hills are alive with the sound of mannequins. <laughs> with the sound of screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I, don't, I, I love how this kind of supports um, the, 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 the thesis that I kind of arrived at with the rotten and then it was underlined with, uh, it was underlined with Seldora. And even here, you know, a lot of what we're seeing, and this is carried out even into the end game, is like people who were corrupted by 
wanting something very badly that they couldn't have. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and just what kind of impact can that have on them and then their environment as a result of that? Yeah. And, and on you, oh, yeah. like as well discussed in the end game, you know, so like that, that there's an implication there yeah. um, based on, on that, based on the, where you ultimately end up. Mm-hmm. So like want is definitely a huge theme. Yeah. This game. And just, it, it took my second playthrough to really to really have that underlined and you know i think that there are certain pieces of the of the macro story that are drawing together for me around mm-hmm. around that theme it doesn't just it doesn't just sound like you know some kind of metal name that they are ascribing to different things of this <laughs> you know it, yeah. it, it actually does feel like it's supported in different places that i didn't see on my first go yeah yeah agreed yeah no i'm, I'm starting to like see that now actually <laughs> yeah excellent and yeah, and it just it's interesting too. Like one of the things I like about having um the multiple I mean, we've already talked about this a little bit, but like the multiple kingdoms approach. And you brought this up earlier, Cole, when you were saying I was smaller stories, is that like each of these kingdoms has the kind of their own little gimmick mm-hmm. to it and their own little uh tragic downfall, which is uh refreshing and, and kinda, you know, just interesting. Like there's having it compartmentalized in that way, um, you know, it's just is like more chances to to kind of put things together. You know, they don't have to like you did look at um like Dark Souls One, which um you have something like Blight Town that has its own tragic story, but then you look at something like the depths or like the Duke's archives, which it's like it just it just plays into the main story or is just set dressing. Yeah. Like there is a sense that each one of these spokes is definitely a kingdom that has its own history that is its own little story. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like the like the, the the different kind of terminuses in Dark Souls One, they spoke to corruption, uh, but in kind of in a more elemental form than yeah. what we're seeing here. And I think that that's cool and aesthetically pleasing, but it's not like narratively textured at all. Yeah, and then yeah. there's some crossover too. Like oh, for sure. Before anybody who's writing in is just like, well, what about New Londo? Like yeah, like New Londo is a <laughs> you know a story of a cool kingdom that has its own little thing that happened and and yeah. stuff. But it just feels like weighted a little bit differently. Like they obviously have a lot in common with each other, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably Earth and Peak and uh, and Harvest Alley. I think it is. Yeah, we approve. Um, What are we covering next time, Cole? Well, next time, I forgot to put this in the notes, but I do know that we are going into uh, the Iron Keep Mm -hmm. uh, to go after the old Iron King himself. Old Ironside, as we called him. Yeah. And uh, and making a side little jaunt to Belfry Soul. Ah, yes. I mean, how how long can we talk about Belfry Soul? (laughs) Five minutes? That's my guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, let's start a pool over under. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I really wonder how he like managed to rule the kingdom of Belfry Soul, like considering it's like you know a <laughs> tiny like area just above someone else's kingdom. It's it's like I, the Vatican, or or like it's like he's uh he's seceded from the Union, like he's he's a uh, he's you know just a part of Michigan that's its own sovereign country. Um, he, he's he's a militia member. Um, and uh, for that episode, we're gonna be joined by Bob Mackey, uh, Retronauts. Uh, Past guest, future guest, always guest, yeah. um, our friend and yours. So excited about that. Yeah. Very cool. Jake, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube under Video Game Talking Head. Or I have a Twitter with uh, the most ghetto handle imaginable. So I'm not even going to try and <laughs> pronounce it. Uh, but that, that can be found on my uh, YouTube page as well. We'll put a link in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, and recommended. I'm I'm happy that uh, new stuff's coming on the you know in the pipeline. Yeah. Well, like yeah, uh, YouTube uh, just, creators, it'll, you know, it'll be out next know. time when uh next time I'm on the show for 
Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent. And then and then we just had to hope from keeps making games so you can make one video every like three years. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So yeah. Thanks again. Um, and and we'll definitely uh, you know Bloodborne and Bloodborne and up have you back. Yeah. Assuming that. Uh, thank, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, what can and people do? Club. Yeah. Yeah. The, the uh, pre preemptive thanks. Um, yes. And yeah. and preemptive your welcomes. What can people do to uh, support us? Cool. Well, if you have anything you want to say about Iron Keep or uh, Belfry Soul, we have that contact page. It is uh, duckfeed.tv slash contact or swing on over to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash bonfireside chat to, uh, to let us know what you think about those areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can also, um, as we mentioned at the top of the show, you can support our Patreon campaign. If you go to uh, patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv, kick us a few bucks a month. Definitely appreciate it. Every little bit helps and you get cool rewards yeah. for doing so. I'm sitting in a room on the bed behind me. I've got a uh, an audio rack and a new uh, preamp that I'm going to be installing right after we record. So those are the fruits of your guys' generosity uh, that, that are going to improve the audio quality of these shows. Yeah, and you've probably even heard the last few episodes we've recorded of this and, and Watch Out for Fireballs have had uh, use the new audio interface. Yeah. And uh, it does sound a lot better. So we're, we're not just uh, taking this money and, you know, sinking it into... Uh, you know, our children's college funds or anything <laughs> like that. We're actually using it to make the shows better. Right. So. And eventually they'll have like an entire like radio building where they'll actually invite out every guest. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I so mean, you're, get working you're, you're on speaking, that, guys, because I really want a vacation. <laughs> you're speaking to my dreams of a dedicated studio space. <laughs> or, or, man, a, a dedicated radio station. Yeah. Like, man, like WDCK. Mm-hmm. And then just have like 20, 24 hours. Like we have like you know days and days of content between these two shows. Like um, it'd be an investment. We'd have to like uh, buy buy some kind of server that would run it, but that would be trivially easy to set up. Actually. Yeah, like a random like radio station. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe an eventual stretch goal. Let us let us know yeah. if you want that. Yeah, you probably don't. Yeah. That's not how podcasts work. <laughs> <laughs> but just the idea of having a radio station is kind of funny to me. Yeah. Um, um, you can also go on iTunes and leave us a rating review. It's been a little while since we have those, and those help. They um, do. They, whatever the iTunes algorithm is, it helps more people learn about the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's appreciated. For sure. Um, I think that's just about it, other than other shows on the network and stuff that we generally always talk about. Yeah, things to read, things to uh, things to listen to. Yep. All those at duckfeed.tv. Yep. And, yeah, I think that's probably that's it for us. So uh, until next time, what can they watch out for? Uh, well, I, I I know that they can seek misery. Oh, sure. Yeah. Indeed. The um, yeah, I don't I don't think good no more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this can, land, lest this land swallow you whole. Yes, lest this land be torn, so the world might be sundered. So. Um, baby. Um, <laughs> Octung baby. <laughs> We all pray that we will have far more soon. So, so, so since I've been listening back to Abject Sufferings, I, I listened to the exact moment when we decided that uh, Praise the Sun would be our universal sign-off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Abject Suffering just gets whatever one we happen to be thinking about. Because yeah. that never, never got a sign-off. So. <laughs>